Hi and welcome to What's Next. I'm Therese, your host, and today's topic is general artificial intelligence. So that means just super intelligence AI. And last time when, when we talked uh, with Faras, we had the topic narrow AI, artificial intelligence in general, and we gave you some examples of how they are used. And we looked on both sides, the positive one and the negative one. And um, today's topic is super intelligence and the question, what happens after um, we already reached narrow intelligence, but what happens if we do reach the level of super intelligence robots? And I think uh, the term first came up around the 1950s in this um, movie Tobor the Great. And at this point, <laughs> the goal was human level intelligence. So nobody, nobody thought about um, creating something that actually gets smarter than us. So on today's show, we're gonna take a step forward, even deeper into the future and um, <clears throat> to, to give you a reminder of what narrow AI is. I think we're on a journey of AI that starts with narrow AI. So that means machines can do tasks better than us. But the AI from science fiction, from the movies, is already general artificial intelligence. That means machines that can do everything better. And we're going to ask ourselves, what, what are the consequences of creating GAI? And um, there happened a change in, in this artificial intelligence research. And the difference of today's AI, um, the thing that really causes the lead to lead it forward is the Internet. And artificial intelligence needs data. And the Internet gives it all the data that it needs. And I think that... that the the question is that we need to ask is are we are we ready to give control to machines like if we look to the self-driving cars i mean should this car make ethical decisions i mean can we embed ethics into machines and there comes this example the trolley problem so if you are in your self-driving car and you get into an accident, there are like seconds that the car or you have to make a decision. Should the four young people on the bus station die or the old lady on the, um, on the street? So who's going to make this decision? And that's called the trolley problem. Can we put those ethics into the machine? And, and who is gonna buy this car <laughs> so in this case the software is deciding um, 
killing one person is better than killing a group. And um, it will go right and kill an old woman or will it go left and kill the group of young people? Um, I think the question is, um, how far away are we from consciousness? And how far are we away from creating those conscious um, machines? And what is it actually um, that makes us humans so special? Is this consciousness? Is that what makes us human? Um, and the question also is, does general in artificial intelligence requires consciousness? And what level of consciousness? I mean, there are so many questions that that we need to talk about. And I think we're going to start with the topic, with the term consciousness and uh, the wonder of being human. I mean, for example, if you program everything, every information that you could find on the Internet about happiness into this artificial intelligence it might understand what happiness means but will it ever feel happiness will it actually have this feeling of being joyful or happy and i think there will never be intelligent in a way we experience ourselves to be so um, we're not there yet, of course not, but um, they are working on um, on a kind of like biomechanical baby. It's called Baby X. It's an experiment, and I think Dr. Mark Saga is the CEO of Soul Machines, and um, they are trying to to take a look into the future and. How do we interact with the general intelligence in the future? That's what they are trying to find out. So if we think about our brain is carbon-based and they replicated it with silicon. So it's a computer-generated baby and it shows the potential for general intelligence. Um they interact face to face and they see every step that the baby makes every day. They talk to them, they show them. Um, there's actually a really cool uh, video. You can just go to Soul Machines online and see um, how they how they interact with the baby. They have like this kit book with the sheep and um, it actually recognizes the sheep as a picture and it already can read so and it actually looks like a real baby because he took um, a 3d <laughs> scan from his own baby and now he has one in real and one on the computer but i think that's a really really cool experiment and to see how what potential there is to interact with general intelligence and it's just logical to take um, the human, the human as a um, base to do that kind of experience, uh, experiment, um, because we're the most uh, intelligent thing in a way that we know. 
So why wouldn't we take ourselves as uh, the basis for creating a biomechanical baby? Using um, the human as a template to create um, general artificial intelligence is um, is kind of strange because we um, created AI, narrow AI in this case, to predict heart diseases, keep us safer, keep us um, healthier. And um, it also detects, like there's a Facebook um, program that can detect suicide thoughts. So that's pretty helpful. There are robot surgeons because their hands do not shake. They get, they don't get tired. They just work. They can detect cancer earlier. So those are pretty helpful things. Um, but it means that narrow AI is already here. And how far away are we from general intelligence? And once it it reaches the human intelligence, it will become really fast, smarter than us. And once this happens, um, maybe it won't need us anymore. So <laughs> building um, general artificial intelligence uh, with the template of humans, <laughs> kind of funny if they at the end won't need us anymore. But... Uh, Maybe we're just here to give uh, birth to this artificial intelligence that is just smarter than us. Who knows? <laughs> I heard an interview with Elon Musk. I think it was on a TV show. I don't know anymore. But um, he said in this show, um, with artificial intelligence, we're like just crying out for the demon. <laughs> so it's a really religious... A touch that he gives this topic but I think it's difficult to do speculation on what's going on in maybe 20, 25 years, 50 years but but saying that we will fail and we don't have to worry because um, we're not gonna we're not gonna work on it anyway or it's not gonna work is like super crazy and I think um, super bizarre um, and there are a lot of um, investments going on. Like I think I heard there was an interview and China has a really big interest in being recognized as the world's kind of like AI superpower and investing like 150 million US dollar. And there's a lot of work going on um, <clears throat> about machines uh, making our life healthier, easier. And like I said, at the same time, it could be the end of um, humans. Like, And the problem, I think, is that we don't know when we reach this point of no return. <laughs> and I don't feel like that we actually have a plan. Because like uh, Faris and I, we talked about like preparing ourselves, how we walk into this future and um, talking about learning to program. Um, but I think they're actually, the society is not uh, reacting to, to this kind of future that we're looking forward to. And um, 
so I think there's no plan and that's a really big problem. Um, but another topic that I want to talk about is uh, goal alignment. I think um, the movie A Space Odyssey from 1968 um, introduced Hell, a super intelligent computer um, that was science fiction, but <laughs> now it becomes like reality. And um, if we talk about goal alignment, I mean Hell and the human had the same goal different ways to reach it so even if we give them goals approved of us um, they can have their own goals <laughs> they become instrumentalized and I mean if you just a clear goal is like world peace and in order to reach that goal, they would probably kill all the humans because without humans, there's no war. No people, no war. So there are different ways of reaching the goal. Um, if we look at a service robot, like uh, a robot that um, get, uh, cooks you food or something, and if you look closely, they have like this single-minded fixation uh, it's kind of like uh, psychopathic moments because they are so fixated on this one thing to reach and the solution could be to just switch them off. But um, the problem is they already thought about us switching them off so they programmed themselves better than we could ever do this. Um, and... The real threat, is it maybe competence? I mean, there are so many hard questions that I cannot answer, but um, it's not about answering them, but maybe thinking about them and and not ignoring what probably is going to come. Um, so we talked about consciousness. And if consciousness is what makes us humans um, the next question would be if the robot is conscious does it have rights and I saw this um, we need to talk about AI documentary from James Cameron and they talk about this topic and I, already, I also got a lot of information from this topic and um, they interviewed a lot of experts on the artificial intelligence level and it was kind of like scary and shocking and also good to know that there are so many intelligent, smart people that um, talk about this topic and not ignoring it and giving it into the hands of, I don't know, some tech nerd <laughs> or whatever. So, um, in this documentary, they talk about um, machines with rights as a question. And are we trying to create robots um, to find a new way of slavery? I think 
the the goal from a lot of humans would be to have something that is as smart as we are, but not too smart because then it gets scary. And if if those artificial intelligence robots are able to feel pain, do they have the right to say no? Um, does this mean being human, the right to say no? Or maybe the whole definition of being human will change. And um, we, are, we rely on them. I mean, humans are irrational. And uh, maybe there should be more decision-making rights uh, to artificial intelligence. And if we imagine an AI superpower ruling the world and... In the best human interest, um, in the best interest of everybody, there is no disease, no hunger, no pain. Um, but would everybody be happy in this world? Or um, do we want to decide freely what to do? And if we rely too much on AI... Are we losing our capacity of decision-making? I mean, there is like this example with the plane. The safest way to land a plane is um, to switch on the autopilot. <laughs> And if we lose our capacity of decision-making, um, what's the next step for us? Is AI doing something for us or to us? But... Um, We can also think in a different uh, direction. Um, for example, maybe creating super smart people. So as a part, as te making technology a part of us. This whole topic is super interesting and it gives us the chance to um, redefine who we are. And um, maybe it is possible to co-evolve um, with technology and merging with technology. So someone with a, with a robotic arm, is it a cyborg? I don't know, maybe. <laughs> But I think we should, we should uh, think about every, every part of this topic, the bad ones and the good ones. And we should really think about what could go wrong in every single way to make sure that it goes right <laughs> and um, maybe merging with machines um, could be our our way to survive if we have to survive and um, if we look to nature there's something called the hive um, the hive mind it's like um, uh, the bees and the fishes and the birds that thinking that are thinking together as this larger mind and is it possible that human could do that too connect together and become in this super intelligence mind um, maybe it's uh, an alternative to being replaced <laughs> so we hear all the all the helpful and all the good stuff about AI. But um, 
you do not hear so much about the safety issues. So who is actually taking care of the safety mechanism? Who makes sure that all those super experience experiments and um, all the new stuff is um, safe? Because I think um, <clears throat> it's more important for some companies to be the first on the market and not the safest. But um, but also we need to ask who defines it. I mean, who defines if it's safe or not, and who is going to own um, general AI, the military or is it some companies? So business people. Um, and in this documentary documentary from James Cameron, they also said that. Every new advance in human technology has been weaponized. And um, there are already those autonomous weapons. Like there's, a, I don't know if you have seen it, but it's worth watching. The slaughter boat warning video from 2017. And um, it shows how dangerous those uh, weapons are because they are like, They have a camera sensor, they have facial recognition, and um, and sooner or later they w won't um, they won't need humans anymore for war. And what happens if war becomes um, a video game run by some terminal uh, miles and miles away and um, There could be war and you wouldn't even notice it because it's over in like 10 minutes. And I think the thinking about autonomous weapons is pretty scary because everybody with a 3D printer and some laptop could, <laughs> could um, build autonomous weapons. And um, right now... They already exist, but it's called supervised autonomous weapons. Uh, so there's still a human being in line and deciding. But what happens if this human is not there anymore? I think will it lower the bar of humanity? I mean, are we are we losing our capacity of of feeling humanity or being empathic to other people and the one that owns general artificial intelligence will put their values into the robots so if if we don't talk about this topic and uh, about all the consequences and the risks and the fears so um, if we fail to have this discussion and this conversation, maybe then there there goes the value from from someone uh, that can't actually decide for the rest of the society what values uh, those robots should have. And I think we should be clear about... Um, If we create self-aware artificial intelligence, I think the first thing 
that they would want is independence, just like uh, humans want independence. And I would like to close this show with a phrase from Professor Max Tegwerk. Um, he's AI researcher at the MIT. And he said in this documentary, intelligence is not bad, it's not good, it's power. And uh, we have to think about everything that could go wrong to make it right. And I think that uh, pretty much sums it up perfectly. I hope you enjoyed today's show. It's a hard topic. There are a lot of hard questions um, that probably nobody can answer at this point. But I think it's a good start to thinking about it. And I wish you all a very nice uh, Sunday evening and a really good start into a new week. And uh, thank you for listening. And I would be really happy about your comments if you have any suggestions how to make it better or questions or if you would like to, t to hear about a certain topic, please let me know. And yes, thank you for listening. Ciao, ciao.